Hi, Scott. Hey, Jerry. How you doing? Not too bad. How are you, mate? Good. You can hear me okay, I take it? Yep. Excellent. I, I haven't got a webcam, so... Or you can get the Pro for 19 bucks, and it's, it's stereo uh, unlimited. Uh, okay. Yeah, I tried Pamela, and just, I don't know, just sometimes things just don't click for you right and that that one it just i don't know crashed my computer and caused problems and i just didn't like the way it worked and PowerGrammo seems to do I, i'm comfortable with it i guess yeah yeah okay well um so far it's been okay on a couple of calls i've recorded but oh good you shall see yeah well if you can always try uh That's the oh, I misspelled it. That's the URL if you ever want to take a look at it. Uh, wh what is it? Sorry, pa I just uh, typed, uh, chatted it to you. Oh right, sorry. Paragrammer. Okay, excellent. I'll check that out. Okay. Great. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Internet Marketing Unleashed, the podcast. I'm your host, Scott Patton. Glad to have you aboard. Today, I have a very, very special guest. Uh, comes all the way from Bristol in the UK, southwestern part, I believe. Two hours from London. Uh, he's a social media expert. He's been spending the last uh, number of years doing a lot of business branding and uh, web development for his customers. And what was really interesting was uh, he listened to his customers and he began to realize uh, some of the needs that they had that weren't being met and put together uh, a two-year plan, almost three-year plan to satisfy those needs. And now that he's got that done, he's going to share that with the world. And he authored his book, The New New Media World. So uh, welcome, Jerry Holiday, uh, to our call today. Hi, Scott. It's great to be here. Great honor. Yeah, I'm, I'm just delighted to have you uh, talk to our audience about uh, new media because, of course, that's where a lot of the buzz is in the Internet marketing world, and there's lots of uh, conflicting information on what to do. And, and you'd, you'd sent me a copy of your book, and I read it, and I just uh, thought it was a, did a wonderful job. And one of the things that I really appreciated about uh, what you did was you put together a 10-day plan to get started. And I think oftentimes people will say, oh, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that, and all these sort of things, and then uh, it just gets totally overwhelming. And where do you start? So that's one of the reasons why I appreciate, okay, day one, do this. Day two, do this. Day three, do that. And, um, and at the end of day 10, you'll be on your way. And, of course, one of the big things that I talk about a lot is just taking action because there's so many things that you can do on the internet, with, whether it's pay-per-click and search engine optimizing, you know, putting up mini-sites, uh, email marketing. I mean, the list just goes on, and, and all the social media, blogging, podcasting, uh, digging, and all those sort of things that you can do, that it becomes like, you know, where do you start? And the important thing, I think, is to take action and start somewhere and get good at that. Try, don't, you don't need to get good at everything all at once, uh, but just pick one area, get really good at that. When you get the results you want, then you can expand and expand and expand. So, um, Absolutely. 
I was going to say, it is just, it's so overwhelming. Uh, there's, there's so many aspects. And of course, the old school way of doing marketing and uh, all the email list building and SEO and all that kind of stuff all works, of course. It hasn't gone away. The fundamental uh, linking, links going to your sites, all drives visitors and traffic. Um, it's just that the way the internet is shaping up now with new media and social media is it's all synergizing into this great mass which is kind of like a you can throw something out there and it can just syndicate around very very quickly you know using the power of rss feeds and blogging and social media you know things spread like wildfire don't they on social media mm -hmm. as we know so um it was just to try and bring it all together in one little uh one spot in cool. the book and in our membership area. Cool. So maybe uh, let's – can you define new media and social media just for those of us that may, may not be aware of what it is and uh, those of us that may think they know what it is, but you're maybe talking about something different, So just so we're all on the same page? Well, new media is uh, everything we experience on the web today. So if we're looking at videos and we're hearing audio and – that is essentially new media. Um, the social media aspect is the community uh, side of things where people are interacting and building their own little worlds. You know, people go into Facebook and they tend not to go anywhere else. Um, and obviously this is this has exploded in the last few years. The, the interesting thing is that businesses are even now struggling to come on board as to what it is and how they can use it to promote themselves. Um, I think this year, 2009, there was a survey, 600,000 small businesses plan to get involved in social media. Mm. So um, whatever you define it as, it's, it's a pretty major thing. That's and a you have to be in there. That's a huge movement. Yeah. And I guess one of the core concepts of taking advantage of this, if you're an, uh, a marketer online, is realizing that, the, like you talked about building communities, right? And you can build a community on, and I was just thinking when you were talking about it, like I'm on Facebook, and I don't know, I've got quite a few hundred friends on Facebook, and I get two or three or four friend requests a day, and and a lot of the people that I associate with are on Facebook. And it's interesting because before that I was on MySpace, but I never go to MySpace because my tribe, my community, really is pretty much on Facebook. Um, but it may be that uh, if I'm looking at customers, and let's say, for example, I'm uh, uh, an NFL fan or I have a, a business that's related to, the, you know, to sports and NFL, it may be that those fans they they tend to congregate on uh, you know on MySpace or some other uh, some other place right so yeah that's right you have to go there don't you you have you, to go to where the crowd is right and so you need to take the time to kind of figure out where your tribe is where your crowd is and it may be that some you know there's some of them are on Facebook and some of them are on MySpace and some of them are somewhere else and uh, and but like you said 
because I because you just said it. I mean, it was just like an aha moment when you said it, right? Like people tend to stay on their one platform, right? You know, it's not normal for it wouldn't. You know, I mean, there's LinkedIn and there's. Uh, a couple other places that I'm, I'm members of, but I'm not really, I never do anything there. I mean, unless somebody says something to me on LinkedIn and, that, and LinkedIn actually sends me the message, I mean, I don't go and check it, but I'm on Facebook two or three times a day because I'm getting lots of messages through through Facebook and things are happening and I'm c- connecting with people and, and all those sorts of things. And it, and it just occurred to me that I've never had that thought before of, you know, if you find out that you're your target market is on some platform communicating, then it's really easy to jump in there and become kind of one of the tribe and maybe start leading them or uh, making recommendations to them. And you don't, if you're a marketer, you don't want to just focus solely on, say, Facebook, which is where I'm, you know, I'm so familiar with it. That's why I keep bringing that one up, uh, because there could be, millions or thousands of people that are congregating on, uh, you know, on the MySpace uh, social platform or some other social platform. Yeah, exactly. A good example is Twitter, which is um, growing and growing. And there's a lot of um, savvy social media people on there. Um, I think it's at the moment it's about 5 million users. Wow. Um, and it's growing. It's rapidly growing. So it'd be interesting to see how that goes because uh, Twitter is a microblogging platform which um, people can just see the feeds of people they follow and they can tweet each other. Tweet uh, each other. <laughs> that's right, tweets. And um, it's kind of, uh, yeah, there's lots of applications being built so you can view uh, groups and friends within desktop applications and so forth. A lot of people say that it's a complete waste of time and very, very distracting, which it can be if you don't use it in the right way. Right. Um, I, I personally think it's fantastic for networking. Um, there's people you can get access to that you would just not be able to get access to anywhere else. Um, for example, I can tweet Richard Branston. You know, he's on there. There's people on there like, you know, all sorts of... Uh, celebrities, um, you know, that kind of thing. So, and when you build up your followers, you can just, yeah, sure, you can send out a, a link and you'll get traffic. But to me, the most important thing of that is the networking, definitely. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, one of the things that you talked about in your book was uh, Google 2.0. So I was wondering yeah. if you could ex- maybe explain a little bit about... Uh, Google 2.0 because when I go to Google, it still just says Google, not Google 2.0, and I'm kind of curious as to what what that is. That was um, a kind of looking at the way Google is transforming itself to meet the, I wouldn't say threat, but the onslaught of social media. Um, they've, I mean, it's a few, it's a while ago now, which they started transforming their search results. They called it universal search, so that images, videos, you notice videos appear on the search engine results. Um, yeah. Images, blogs, the Google blogs, uh, the news, they have a news section. Um, they have 
all these different databases which originally were separate and but the problem is people weren't using them effectively if you do a search on Google you can see the little tabs um, but now they're starting to bring that in and they're starting to reevaluate their whole algorithm so that was kind of what I meant by Google 2.0 and the way that they are now starting to try and get into the social media thing um, they've recently brought out a little community uh, a Google community um, offhand I can't remember the actual URL unfortunately I think it's Google Friends or something like that Google Friends I think it's yeah it's like little um, tabs you get you get little widgets on the side of uh, it's called Friend Connect oh, so it's, okay. um, it's google.com forward slash friends connect and you can set up a little uh, social, social features for your website and your blog so they're, they're moving quite rapidly forward to try and uh, because social media Facebook, YouTube you know the traffic was starting to overtake them. Right. So that's kind of what I meant by Google 2.0, I guess. I noticed, too, when I sign into my Google account and then I do a search on Google within my account, uh, there's a couple n new features which I thought were very, very interesting. One was a little X close, you know, so if I didn't want a certain site to show up in my search results, I could just exit and it would be gone, right? Mm -hmm. And I assume that they would, as I log in, if I did that search again, it would remember that I had X'd that and, uh, and wouldn't bring that particular result up. Uh, and also, there are arrows for moving the results up. So if, let's say, this, the seventh one was the one that I really liked, I could, you know, push this little arrow and it would just move up higher and higher and higher. Um, and I don't know at this point, I think there's also, you can leave a comment as well, um, but I just thought that was very interesting because what's going to happen probably at some point in time is, uh, you know, if you've got a search result and everybody that finds it X's it, <laughs> you know, you may end up dropping quite rapidly down the uh, down the ranks if you've like put up a spam site or something like that, right? Absolutely, and this is a this is their way of of trying to, you know, like social bookmarking is, you know, people are using their vote to say this site rocks or this site doesn't rock mm -hmm. and they're bookmarking it. That's why we have this uh, social bookmarking section. Um, you know, you can just go to um, socialmarker.com and you can set up all these accounts and you can just socially bookmark about, you know, 30-odd different sites. Um, but this is Google's way of, of trying to, make it more interactive and, and make their results um, much more reflective of what people like and what they don't like mm -hmm. rather than having some five-year-old website at the top of Google which you often find right. even now. Well, they put a lot of a uh, lot of weight on domain names that are five years old or older, right? Their figure there is kind of established and it's interesting there's, that that's starting to change because what they're seeing now is those five-year-old sites are just like 
sort of slums in the bad neighborhood. You know, nobody has touched them or yeah. done anything with them for five years. They just sort of sat there, and, and it's not that they're established or anything else. They've just been there, and uh, that doesn't really mean that there's a lot of value there or not. And newer sites that have got more active stuff going and everything else, fresh content, which is one reason why blogs are so popular with Google, right? Yeah, absolutely. Blogging is should be the fundamental base of anything you do now online, really, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people agree with me on that because it's bakery fresh content. They hang, the spiders hang around those blogs by the doorways, you know. Yeah. <laughs> There's no tomorrow. They love it. So uh, if someone was just starting out and they said, okay, I'm going to put up a blog, Jerry, how often should I post? Um, I would say at least to begin with, Really, you want to be doing it at least once a day. Um, three times a week is probably the minimum. Okay. Um, it doesn't, I mean, a lot of people do tend to do it a lot less than that. And you still get good search results for your different um, blog posts. So it's just the more regularly you build up this, uh, this archive of content, then, you know, they're going to look at your domain name. They're going to see all this content behind it. And that is just building authority. That is just getting your, each different post is a different permalink, like a different URL. Right. That's, that's one more link, one more search result if they, you know, they spider it and rank it and index it. Um, so it's just a case of, but obviously high quality content is more important than just churning out, you know, post after post. Right, right. I think you have to go for link bait, um, good high quality posts, because at the end of the day, if people aren't reading it, it's going to do you no good at all for your business, um, for your opt-ins or anything else. That's right. We gotta, you have to write for the individual that wants that information. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and with that kind of content, you can then you know, spread it around. Once you once you post something like that to your blog, your RSS feed picks it up. Um, if you've set it up right, it will then syndicate out. So it'll go to Twitter. Um, you'll see it appear in your Facebook um, update and MySpace friend feed. Uh, and then it just starts to syndicate out about around the web, mm-hmm. and you know that's the way to do it with like the minimum amount of effort without having to log into all these accounts every day. Because a lot of people say, "Oh, social media, you know, where is it going to end?" It's just it's just a huge monster that's never going to stop growing. But if you just focus on this certain depends what your business is, of course. Um, you know, if you're if you're in our business of social media and marketing, then like you say, Facebook, Twitter, um, or LinkedIn, all the all the business networks, that kind of thing. But it may be that your business is something like uh, Labrador Dogs or something. Then you're going to pick up a lot of going somewhere like Facebook or MySpace, which is quite you know where all sorts of people go. Mm-hmm. You're going to attract a lot of customers there. 
right? Well, and one of the things about Facebook, and again, because I'm on it so much, I'm more familiar with it than I am with uh, some of the other uh, social-type sites, uh, but you can start up uh, your own page and your own group, right? So let's say, for example, you've got an ebook on, you know, how to train your Labrador pup. Mm-hmm. Well, you can start a group about that, and then all of a sudden you start attracting people that have Labrador pups, and you start yeah. you start that conversation. You can post stuff, and here's a tip that I just discovered, and all those sort of stuff, things. And everybody that's got a lab pup starts saying, oh, yeah, you know. Uh, like I have a friend who's... Uh, you know, on the 30th floor of this condo and, you know, I go up to visit him and I'm in the elevator and I look and on the side of the elevator when they, where they post stuff, it's, we have a Facebook group. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. everybody in the building joins the Facebook group and then all of a sudden, you know, you see their pictures, you start to recognize them, you, you know who's in the building and, and, uh, and it's just an interesting way of networking because typically I think in, uh, condos that everyone just kind of you know sort of ignores everybody or that you know it's very hard to break the ice and I mean you only see somebody once every couple months in the elevator so uh, yeah but if all of a sudden you're communicating uh, on Facebook with different people it's like oh cool uh, you know like you like Labrador pups me too well let's take our dogs for a walk together and it it creates community uh, which I think is very very cool yeah and you can also do fan pages on um, Facebook as well, which is just like anyone can go to the fan page, whether they're a member of Facebook or not. And we actually did a, me and my business partner, Les Hayward, we did a a test niche. The reason I mentioned Labrador Dogs, because that was one of our kind of test niche things. Um, We set up up a fan page um, and within about two or three weeks we had thousands of fans because without really doing much because once we put up a little bit of content on there um people just found it it was it started to grow and grow and then built up this you know list of thousands of people which we can just then contact and move them over to our authority site which is away from Facebook kind of thing, you know. So mm-hmm. I thought that was quite interesting, the way that worked. Right. So you were quite mm. surprised at the number of people that ended up becoming fans. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it was the same thing. We we did the same thing on uh, MySpace. You know, we set up a MySpace profile and we had, you know, the pictures on there, always Labrador dogs, and then started building up these friends, a lot of friends that interested in that niche. And then we started bringing them over to the authority site and they started opting in and, and you know, it kind of stemmed from there. Just as an example wow. of one little, you know, niche market using social media. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. And that's a great, ex- I mean, right there, you've probably given a $10,000 tip to our audience, right? Go to, um, you know, MySpace or go to Facebook, you know, set up your profile, set up a fan page on uh, on Facebook, put some pictures up, put some stuff that's interesting, and all of a sudden it starts attracting people. And, you know, one of the things I've done when I was looking at MySpace a few years ago, they have huge numbers of groups, and a lot of these groups have like 50,000, 60,000 members. 
So, you know, you sort of join the group, you start participating in the group, and it's like, oh, well, who is this person? And they go to your MySpace page, and from there they end up finding out more and more and more, and you, you know, the higher your prestige goes and you're standing in the group, the more people are, you're following you, and, uh, and you become sort of a thought leader and the expert and all that sort of stuff. And then when you've got a product or something you want to recommend, uh, you have all these people that are warm to what you, what it is you have to have to say as opposed yeah. to cold calling yeah exactly exactly it's building that relationship it's uh it's it's bringing your prospects closer to you uh and that's the way we we have to market now really um yeah and when you join a group you, i mean if you just join if you're coming in to myspace or facebook or whatever and you're in a certain niche, you find the groups in, in that, that niche and you join those groups and you can start adding friends from those groups. And obviously, you, you don't want to go overboard, you want to keep it below about 20, adding 20 friends a day, really. Because you start adding hundreds, they're going to spot that straight away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to do it in a, a sensible, you have to go about it in a sensible way. Right. Well, I, the way I look at it is, um, particularly if you look at all the things you've talked about in uh, the new new media uh, book that you've written, there's more to do than it's really possible to do. <laughs> so yeah. you know, so don't don't do the spam things, right? Like you know, identify the people you want to have as your friends on MySpace or Facebook or whatever, and then over time, you know. Uh, in fact, very rarely do I actually invite someone to be a friend on Facebook. Uh, I just let it, people come to me and and uh, and ask me to be their friends. And it's taken me very little time to get hundreds and hundreds of friends on Facebook. And of course, many of them are actually people that I know, which is you know even cooler, right? Yeah. <laughs> As opposed yeah. to just strangers that are just sort of trying to you know build huge groups and. Uh, but there's just so many different things to do. It's just, you know, I, you really want to have very good friends and associates. And that attracts really good friends and associates, right? Like if, uh, yeah. you know, if you and I are friends on, say, Facebook or MySpace, and then someone goes to your profile and they look at your friends and they see me, they may click on me and then they see my profile and say, oh, this is a cool person. I want to be friends with him. And and, and the more that happens and, you're, and all of a sudden it's like you're uh, – exponentially exposing yourself because your friends and your friends of your friends and your friends of your friends are all you're there and people that come to their profiles and they look at you and and end up becoming your friend right so it's not Absolutely. like it's not like you have to go and and uh, do all these searches and click on all this make me your friend make me your friend thing it just really happens uh, very naturally, it's kind of like if you went into a party and everyone in the party had a lab pup, right? <laughs> you know, mm, yeah. it, it, it doesn't take long to break the ice in that case, right? Because you go in and everyone's, oh, you know, uh, Corky did this or whatever, and you know, Chester did that, and you're talking about these little stories about your dogs, and you know they're interested because then they get a chance to tell their stories about their dog too, right? Whereas if you go into another party and you have no idea who anybody is and you have no idea what they do or what they're about or what they're interested in, it's, for me, okay, because I tend to be somewhat introverted, it's a, a lot harder to break the ice than when you go someplace and you know everybody's got this common interest. And if you leverage that concept when you're using social medias like Facebook and, and uh, MySpace, then I think you'll be w- further ahead. 
I couldn't put it better myself, Scott. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I want to talk a little. You mentioned blogging, and I have, uh, well, you know, years and years and years of experience in blogging, and there are still things about blogging that I just can't get through my little head. So I want to uh, grill you on a few blogging issues, if that's all right. Okay, I'll do my best. <laughs> oh, uh, you will have no problem with any of these. What is okay? So first of all, a blog is basically a website that is very easy for the owner of the website to update on an ongoing basis. It's kind of like an online diary, right? And you can have audio on it, you can have video on it, you can put pictures on it, uh, and obviously text on it. And every time you do a post, the post is the first thing people will see when they're at the main page of the blog, but it will also create a second page uh, which has a permanent link. So it's like every post you make becomes its own page. So if you did three posts a week for a year, 150 posts, you'd have a website of 150 pages, right? Mm -hmm. So, But one of the cool things about blogging to me is the fact that, again, it comes down to community and it's, there's interaction, there can be interaction between blogs. There's a comment feature. So if you have a blog and I read your blog post and I think, oh, that's really interesting and I want to add to what you said or thank you for what you said or whatever, I can make a comment, post it, and then you'll have your blog post and then you'll have all these people uh, commenting on, on your post under, underneath it. So it becomes a bit of a discussion. Uh, but there's an aspect about blogging to, that it confuses me, and I don't really get it, and it's called a trackback. Okay. So what is a yeah. trackback, and how, is, how does it work, and how could you use it if you were, uh, you know, you had an e-book on, a la- on la- training Labrador puppies, and you saw a bunch of uh, blogs where people were talking about their experiences with their labs. Just give you a case kind of case study that we can work with as a as an example. Okay, um, when you when you uh, write a post about something and say you're say you're in the dog niche and you're writing and you mention another uh, when you mention another blog or a post specific post on another blog. Okay. You would, in, in the blogging, sorry, yeah. So you've you've got your blog. I've got my blog. I make a post on uh, taking my lab for a walk and how cute he was and that sort of stuff. And you've got your blog, okay? Yeah, and I link to your blog and I say Scott's written this excellent uh, post about um, golden retrievers or something. Right. <laughs> and um, and then what the trackback does is it it's kind of like a ping. It, it's it's sends a little trackback ping to the reference blog and it, the trackback writes the title of your article with a, a small uh, snippet from the post um, and it will put it into the comments section of the reference blog if that makes sense. Okay, It's so kind of like just, yeah, it's, it's just pinging out saying I've written about you, check it out, no, check me out. And that shows up on my blog? Yeah, it would as a, as a comment, as a track, as a trackback in your comments okay. uh, thing. So under which you can approve or you may not approve. Okay, right, right. Because if I'm if you're just spamming me, I'm not interested, right? But if you did write exactly. something of that that was relevant to what I said and was interesting, then it's like, oh, this is it's almost um, it's almost like giving the original blog poster a pat on the back, 
right? Saying, I thought what you said yeah. was interesting enough that I actually talked about it on my post, on my blog, and uh, and here's the link so you can go read it if you want. And, of course, your readers can go read it too if they want. Yeah, absolutely. And um, blogging is really a, it, just as much as about community as social media is. It's bloggers stick together. They, you know, they reference each other all the time. Um, it's one big link fest. <laughs> right. And <laughs> I think that, but, uh, that's an important distinction, too, because the person that's got that five-year-old uh, slummy website we were talking about, right, that nothing has changed and everything else, if you'd contact that person and says, well, I'd like you to put a link on your site to my site because I put a link from my site to your site, uh, forget it, not interested, right? Whereas the blog uh, community have no problem doing that at all as long as it's not a sp- it adds value to their blog and to the community and it's not a spammy you know buy my ebook type of, of of link right yeah and there's a there's a great plugin you can use which um encourages if you're in the early stages of blogging and you're trying to get comments and be able to come to your blog um there's one there's a plugin where if you're using wordpress which is the one which you should use really everyone should use because it's open source it's constantly been developed and the plugins out there are just phenomenal um there's a plugin called comments love mm-hmm. spelled l-u-v um which encourages people to leave a comment because it retrieves their last blog post so they can leave a comment and they can put in the URL of their blog and it will retrieve their latest blog post onto that comment. Oh. So that's that's a good one. We've listed all the essential plugins that you should have uh, in the bot, but um, that's definitely one worth Googling. Right. Comment love. That sounds very um, powerful. Yeah, it definitely encourages comments. Um there's lots of other plugins that you can use that really enhance the SEO aspects of the blog as well. Um, <clears throat> because there's there's obviously elements that where you're you're writing a new blog post and but you still need to have the title, the tags mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing in there. So there's I think it's all in one SEO. I think if you Google that as well, that's another uh, essential plugin really for WordPress. Cool. Yeah, I know there's uh, a number of really, really good plugins that uh, that WordPress has, and and it's a good idea to just actually go to WordPress.com and uh, check out the plugins, and they're very easy to down, you know, to download and and put on your blog if you want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or well, it might be .org. I'm not sure. Yeah, Google WordPress plugins. There you go. And you'll find them. You'll and, find and and get yeah. the get the book and you'll you'll have a, a short list of the best ones, right? That's right. Yeah, ever expanding. Ever expanding. <laughs> uh, another thing you had mentioned earlier, and it as, and it relates to blogs. I know is RSS. So could you just sort of describe to, to anyone here who may not know what an RSS feed is, what what it is? Yeah, RSS, real simple syndication, and it carries all the content of your blog whether that be pictures, text, audio, pod, you know, podcasts, and or videos. Um, 
anything you publish to your blog will be carried on that RSS feed. So it's extremely powerful. Um, anything you set up on things like Squidoo and Hub Pages, whenever you set up a new Squidoo, you know, you, you have a you have an RSS feed for that. The whole internet is, is pretty much run by RSS, really, in a, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, the way even the kind of the newer developments in, in web like uh, mashups and APIs and that kind of thing, they, you know, they heavily use uh, RSS as well. But it's just something which you need to be aware of when you're publishing what your RSS feed is because it's a different URL. Yeah. Because you can use FeedBurner, um, which it's essentially FeedBurner was just a stats. It would tell you how many subscribers you've got to your feed. Mm. Um, but there's a lot more features on there now. And so that's something which you you have to, I would strongly recommend you use. If you've got a blog, um, check out FeedBurner. It's actually owned by Google, and it's going to be changing soon. Okay. Um, yeah, there's some changes happening there. So uh, there is a frequently asked questions um, document out there, which is I did write it down for people. <laughs> I can find it. Um, no, of. Well, you could yeah, find it at it. at FeedBurner, right? Yeah, feedburner.com. There'll be okay. there'll definitely be a, uh, frequently asked questions. So, would you you would then recommend because I know WordPress, for example, creates its own feed, but you would you would recommend uh, putting that feed into FeedBurner and then promoting that feed as opposed to the one directly from your that WordPress creates. Yeah, I would. Um, it's essentially it's not change it's not changing the feed really what it's doing it's just kind of making it friendly for feed burners so that they can they can read it read all the stats and all, all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um so it whereas in the first place it may be your blog url forward slash feed it's then going to become feedburner dot URL.com or something like that. So it's just, it's going to be completely different. Um, but once you have that, it's very easy to set up. We do video tutorials and all this sort of stuff. Um, you can then promote that all over the internet and your content will be syndicated cool. throughout. Cool. Awesome. Um, well, Jerry, I want to th- you know thank you very much for uh, taking time out of your busy day to to share this uh, great information. It's it, you know we're, we've talked about talking for ten or fifteen minutes, and I think we've gone on over half an hour. So uh, I really really do appreciate that. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about your book and how uh, someone could could uh, get a copy of the book if they if they want? I re- strongly recommend it. It's uh, full of great information. Like I said at the beginning, it's got a, an action plan, and it's only a 10-day action plan. It's not a six-month action plan, so it's not overwhelming, right? It's little things that you can do and, and make a huge difference in uh, in your online business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's It started off as a series of reports and then um, kind of brought it together into this book and the video tutorials as well so that People can follow along with the, the different elements of it. 
So it's a synergy of new media and, and the way it works um, in when you're promoting your business. So we cover blogging, RSS feeds, um, social media marketing, social bookmarking, um, micromedia, microblogging, so which is Twitter and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and video and podcasting. So there's a lot in there, as well as how you can uh, start to bring your results into Google as well. So it just goes through all these elements with the video tutorials, and we've put some interviews in there as well. Um, we're going to be I'm going to be grilling you later, Scott, on podcasting, of course. That's, that's right. And um, also, like you say, the 10-day plan is just a kind of just to sit down and just because obviously you don't want to get overwhelmed with information, so it just gives you steady steps to what you need to do. Mm-hmm. That's um, what I like about the book. Good. Yeah. So yeah, that's all. Yeah, and that's coming out. That's at newnewmediaworld.com, and that's going to be launched on February the 17th. Wonderful. And this podcast will be coming out uh, very close to that day. Excellent. To, to, support your, uh, to support your efforts. Awesome. Well, you've been listening to Internet Marketing Unleashed, the podcast. I'm uh, Scott Patton, uh, your host, the Dean of Blogonomics and Podology, and I've just been delighted to have uh, Jerry Holiday with us uh, this time, and uh, look forward to seeing you all next time, everybody. Bye-bye.